Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.03 p.m. Sorry about running a little bit late today, everybody. I'll explain in a minute. It's I just lost track of time, basically, long story short, but I'll explain a little bit further. But it is time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Yes, I guessed correctly. It's Wednesday, January 19th, and uh, we made it to the middle of the week, guys. And I'm glad to be here with you. I've got some exciting news coming up. Um, some additional times that you can see me coming up. So we'll talk about that too. But first, I want to say hi to everyone listening in on uh, the podcast and the audio only version. You won't know that I'm running a little bit late today because you get to play this on demand and have it on during your run. And hopefully you're staying warm out there. I think it's cold for a lot of people across the country right now. It was cold for me out there today, but got it done. And everyone watches this on YouTube later, not live. Welcome to you guys as well. So glad to have you here. And hopefully you're sitting back and enjoying a nice recovery beverage or an afternoon coffee like I am. All right. So um, today, the reason why I'm late is just because I was just, I got here 10 minutes ago, sat down. I was like, oh, I got time. And then I just started looking at my computer and all of a sudden, next thing I know, oh boy, I'm late. So sorry about that. Totally my fault. Just lost track of time you should let me oh where's my phone it's charging um but like normally my phone i my life is like dictated by phone alarms so i've got like six or seven of them set throughout the day alarms for like when i should wake up when i should get the kids up when i should uh get ready to set up my computer for live stream i think i need another one for like right when the live stream is about to start too no i also have live i have like a an alarm for like when i need to go pick up the kids about when i should start dinner and also when I should probably start going to bed. So I got a lot of alarms. What's one more, right? That's how I do it. All right. Um, let's, oh, the other announcement, not, not a big announcement yet, but, oh, I do have one big announcement. Tom, tonight, tonight at 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be on with Tommy Runs on Instagram Live. We're going to be on the Tommy Runs show, and uh, we're going to be over there, and we're going to be doing a little bit of an ASICS giveaway. Tommy's hosting that, taking care of all that. Um, but we'll be giving away some shoes, I think, um, during the session. So come on over there. If you can't get enough of me during the day, you can get a second dose of me this evening. So hopefully I'll see you guys there. All right. That was like the big announcement. And then the other announcement is, and the main reason I kind of got lost in like a little wormhole is uh, because I mentioned yesterday that I had like reached out to someone after the Houston mar Marathon and Half Marathon I wanted to interview them and they responded. So maybe we can, we're going to be able to make that happen. Hopefully we got to hammer out the details. So I was like, Oh man, I got to start doing more research. I mean, I don't need to do a lot of research at least not for the kind of interviews that I do. And because I'm already a fan of this person, but hopefully we can make it work. And I feel like I tell you about it soon. All right. Now let's see who's here in the chat. Jason Dahls here says, hi everyone. Temps dropping here again in Chicago. I know, I know it's, it got so, I, it was cold when I got out there. And by the end, I was just like, this is really, really cold. I got to get inside. Like, I was like, this cool down is taking way too long. I'm going to have to figure out a way to cut it short because I was just getting really cold out there. Uh, Michael Mille even off says, yo, what's going on? Eric Durant made it. Devin Patterson says, hey, everyone. Awesome. Cool, guys. Uh, Vincent Vineris says, let's talk about the Zumex Streak Fly. I saw that Running Warehouse posted a video on it, and I saw that New Generation um, – had a video about it on their YouTube channel. Um, looks interesting. I think this is the year where people are like, hey, let's make 5K super shoes or let's make 3K super shoes, you know? So I feel like um, 
the marathon super shoe has like had its moment not that it's passed but like it had its own like shining moment and now i think we're going to start seeing uh, a resurgence of like these shorter distance but you know long distance running shoes you know from a track perspective so um it's exciting i don't know if i'll review that one but maybe maybe we'll see uh lucas h says hello my running friends workout today was two times 12 minutes at stride critical power with three minute float Ooh, that's a rough one <laughs> that felt good yeah i mean that's one way to describe that workout but yeah it's a good one um yeah my workout today i think i did basically a yasso 800 um I set up the watch because I was going to be, I wasn't going to be on the track. And then I don't want to be like, well, I'm doing the Yasuo 800, but at half miles versus 800 meters. And I want to kind of do all that math. So I'll just say, you know what? My Yasuo 800 time would be like three, three minutes for a half mile, which is about my 5K pace. So 10 times three minutes at 5K pace was the workout for me today. And it kicked my butt. I'm still, I'm still tired. But I feel like aerobically I'm doing well. It's just like those faster efforts that are a little bit less aerobic really i'm struggling so i mean it's good i've identified a weakness and i'm gonna work on it rain runners here says wow glad i found the channel thanks good to see you, rain runner glad you made it stevie 76 says yo what's going on and david prabhu says good afternoon co-fam all right jc says you're late do i have a note no but i was you know i was in my seat the whole time so sorry about that um lucas h says the live stream was the top of my ios app feed today nice work youtube you're learning awesome oh cool i'm glad it's working out and by the way you know i've been telling you guys that i thought that it would be good to separate this channel out because i felt like it was kind of messing with maybe some newer subscribers to the regular channel and um i think having split it out even just for like less than two weeks i feel like that's how already had a positive effect so i feel like the videos that i'm putting out on the main channel are getting more views and a higher like click-through rate so i feel like all those are all good and that's leading to more views and also it seems like subscribers are up too uh compared to normal and usually january is a time where things dip so like that subscribers are increasing means like hopefully you know now youtube thinks okay when people subscribe to this channel they like the videos that they see and they're not skipping literally half of them so i think i think this is working out I'm a little disappointed though that like half the people like we're not getting as many people in the live stream as we used to. So I feel like maybe people aren't finding it or maybe that extra step made it like they weren't maybe they would put it on, maybe they didn't. And then since they're not seeing it like in their regular feed, they don't care. That's fine, I guess. Um, but I, I'm worried that maybe we lost people in the transition. So I'll keep posting on the main channel to make sure people know. Um, yeah, Chris Tech says, when I, when I get the 15 minute reminder for a work call and then forget about it and I'm late, LOL. Yeah, that's exactly, I mean, I, I have a 15 minute reminder. My alarm's set for, um, 1245. That way it gives me enough time to set up the computer and the, the, the cameras and everything and the mics or the mic. Um, but 15 minutes is like too long. I think maybe I need to move it because then it gives me enough time to be like, oh, I was really efficient with my time today. Let's see what's going over on Instagram. You know, so that was my problem. All right, let me scroll down a little bit further. Um, yeah. Uh, Vincent wants to know, is Tommy's show going to be on YouTube, Instagram, or both? That's going to be on Instagram only. So you got to go over to Instagram and find it. Look for the Tommy Runs. Tommy, T-O-M-M-I-E underscore runs, R-U-N-Z. And then you'll be able to find it over there. Um, I think that as long I mean, you guys should be following him anyway because he has great content. Very fast runner. And, um, 
I think that if you're following me as well and you're just on Instagram, you'll get like the Michael Co is going or Kafuzi's going live kind of thing. Um, <laughs> time that goes. <laughs> this is so funny. Code that run motivation today was better than Dwayne Johnson's rapping bit on Face Off. <laughs> oh, that's thank you, thank you. I feel like people like the um, the the rock rapping though. So I mean, maybe in the running audience, maybe I might nudge him. I guess it all depends on who you ask, right? Uh, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I really like that one, and I'm thinking that like, um, you know, uh, I. You know, I get like these little like nuggets every once in a while, and I'm like, eh, it's not enough for like a full-on run motivation video. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's let's slow down. Let's really try to talk to other runners, you know. And um, if I'm thinking it, you guys are thinking it. So let's kind of like flesh that out, develop it a little bit, and kind of think about like, you know, how can we help make other runners feel like, you know, oh. Everyone feels this way about their running, you know. So those—that's kind of like the big overarching theme, and this is something that I just kind of want to explore a little bit more and doing it more regularly. Sometimes they're going to be good. Sometimes they're not going to be as good. I think this one was not my best, but they don't—they can't all be my best. But I'm happy with it, so I'm glad how it turned out. All right, so Eric's coming in with the prompt for today, which I was thinking, like, I feel like we're not making a big enough deal of what Carrot Amato did over the weekend. And Eric says, I don't think we are underappreciating what Holland D'Amato did at all, but just that a lot of people are unfamiliar with D'Amato. Phenomenal performance in that half. Amazing. Yeah, you know, here's the way I was thinking about it though, Eric, is that I was like, you know, if this was like Galen Rupp, if it was um, Jordan Hesse, you know, like if it was another Nike athlete that broke the American marathon record, I feel like we would have seen already like a motivational video from Nike, like a big promo. I feel like kind of like when like any of like, like Serena Williams or Naomi Osaka, like wins a grand slam, you see like a post about it. I mean, maybe I didn't see it. I don't think I'm following all their socials, but usually when they do stuff, I, it ends up getting like shared and reposted. So I end up seeing it. So like, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but I'm just thinking like, I mean, she broke like a record that's been standing for 16 years. Like it's been like, it's like a 15 and a half year old marathon record. Right. So I mean, like, I mean, people have been going after it for a while. Um, Sarah Hall went after it in Chicago. The weather was just maybe five to 10 degrees too warm. Kira had 35 degree weather, like perfect for record chasing, you know, but like, um, but I'm wondering if like, you know, I, I don't know if it's, 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 I feel like the fanfare isn't there and maybe it's because we don't, a lot of people are unfamiliar with her. I mean, she was on the today show though. So I think that's going to help. I'm trying to think, I didn't see the segment, but it was, I think it was Hoda and Savannah Guthrie. So I don't think it was like third hour or fourth hour of the today show. Um, you know, so, I, it, so, I, but if Savannah Guthrie was on there, maybe it was during like the main show which kind of like gives you an idea of like how important they think it is. So like, yeah, I mean, in the half, I mean, I think also think that the Sarah Hall story is amazing too, especially because her husband also has the record also from the same city, you know, the same race. So I don't know. I mean, I just think that there should be more fanfare for both of them. I don't think it has to be like one at the expense of the other, you know, I just would love to see more fanfare for either of them. Um, yeah. 
let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see if anyone else has anything to add to that one. Um, yeah, Sean Marston says, so let's get familiar. You know, the other thing that I thought was interesting <clears throat> and something that didn't even cross my mind is that like, you know, of course, when someone does something great, someone else has got to say like, yeah, but, you know, and so like, apparently there's been some kind of like grumblings about like, how does this, you know, people were like, well, look at this great story about a person who took a break from competitive running, came back to it this time with two kids, a full-time job, all this stuff. And how does she get from running 314 for her first marathon down to the American record? And people are like, wow, it must be because, you know, she's cheating. And I'm just like, I, 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 feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can't really say, like, I really know this person or it doesn't seem like something that that person would do. But, like, I don't know. There, there's a little bit of that that's out there. But, I mean, she's been running at a high level her entire life. She just took a break from professional running. Um or competitive running for a really long time. So, I mean, people were then po like, uh, like people that were running journalists were like, uh, here's some photos I have of her beating Molly Seidel at like Foot Locker or something like, some, like something like that. And so it's been like, yeah, she's been competing with these women for like her entire career. Well, maybe not Molly Seidel. I think who else, who, that the ages are wrong for that. But um, yeah, so I mean, she's... Um, been competing at a high level from high school and in college and then she just disappeared for a little while and then she came back so i mean it's just like i don't know she's been doing well she came in fourth in chicago so it's not like she came out of nowhere to break the american record here i just think that it was unusual though that she didn't i mean she i feel like she talked about it like once she got to houston but i don't remember hearing too much about it before in the lead-up but the other like kind of like thing that I'm thinking about it though is that like um you know I felt like all the publicity about the American record being broken felt very like grassroots. So it felt like you know Cities Mag was doing a lot of posting. I believe in the run was doing a lot of posting. Um, you know, I was retweeting stuff that I saw about it too. You know, like it just felt like it didn't feel like an athlete who's sponsored by Nike, who broke an Amer American record that's been standing for 16 or 15 years. Um, like it didn't feel like there was a lot of like support, I guess more official support, I guess is the right word. I don't know. That's kind of like my, my take on it. And Kurt says, why though? But Sarah Hall has been amazing for a while and you haven't seen any more from her either. Is that because she's ASICs? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of uh, press on Sarah Hall, um, like in in like the in running print journalism. Uh, not that I buy running magazines, um, but from what I'm seeing in terms of articles, people are writing about her. Um, I would love to see like Asics do like a big hype video about her. You know, I mean, I wonder if they had anything like in the can ready in case she did break the record in Chicago, like she was talking about it. Maybe they, yeah, I haven't seen anything from ASICs for the half marathon record here. But she just posted today saying that, like, um, in the lead up, like, she and Ryan were like, we're not going to really talk about whether or not we're going to make this an American record attempt or anything. So, like, they downplayed it a little bit, I think. So maybe, maybe her, uh, the people that would normally make those things for her weren't like re ready for her to be doing that kind of thing. I don't know. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, both of those things are certainly big deals. They're American records for sure. So Adam says he's more impressed with Kira's 219 than Sarah's 107. Kira won and 29 puts her in the lead pack of most majors. Sarah finished second by two minutes and 107 is still off the back. Yeah, I mean, someone else was tweeting uh, that like, you know, like, don't forget someone else won the half marathon. <laughs> you know what I'm like? Yeah, but uh, that's not really the story that a lot of people are going to care about in the u.s i guess you know i don't know um yeah and running and pizza says rory linkletter broke the canadian half marathon record in houston too and it didn't even make any news feeds except for canadian running magazine yeah i saw that as well um and so it's yeah i mean like what a day for houston though right i mean we we talked about it a little bit yesterday but we didn't even get to talk about like all this other stuff but yeah i'm glad to see that rory's doing really well um and you know it's like well i mean he just left naz elite and you're like well maybe it was a good thing that he left but then again it's like he like just left so like the fitness that he i mean but who knows the transition may have like started before it was officially announced so who knows i mean i don't know like which coach can get credit for it or which program can really get credit for it but i mean all we can really say is rory ran the miles and he broke that record and he's got that to be proud of. So I've been a big Rory fan for a long time, but um, maybe not a long time, but I've been liking Rory. He's a quirky dude. I like the mustache. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always rooting for Rory. Uh, all right. Let's see. Jackie Mai wants to know Phoenix seven or epics two. Oh my goodness. That's a tough one. So I was fully all in like ready to buy my first Garmin Phoenix and my first Garmin watch in a long time. And I tried to buy one yesterday and they are back ordered five to eight weeks for the one that I, I want to get the white one. It's like a blue, like a, it's like a, like a blue steel kind of thing. Um, the Phoenix seven Sapphire solar. Cause I was like, I would love to see what this solar does. It's something that like, I'm like, why don't they have solar on GPS watches? They have them on regular watches. So I'm, I'm I know that's been around for a little bit, but I'm, I'm looking forward to testing it, but it's going to take a long time. And then all of a sudden I started watching all these epics videos and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I love AMOLED. I know it doesn't do any favors for battery life, but the battery life on the epics seems really long. So I'm like, Hmm. I mean, either way, I just want something with full maps because I just get so lost. So either one of those I'd like to get, but I don't think the Epix comes in white. And that was really a weird way to like make a decision. But uh, I think I'm probably going to end up with the Phoenix. I would like to, when it becomes available, get the Phoenix 7 uh, Sapphire. That, blue, that white and blue one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Sean says, Americans just call things unusual if you don't see them ad nauseum, over-advertised to the point of mental breakdown, like Simone Biles. Uh, then when they do well, we get skeptical. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Kurt says, I know this is probably bad, but I think if it were in Chicago or London, there would be more press. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, there's more press there, right? More people to just kind of watch it and more people that are like trying to figure out not only what's the story, what are the sub stories, you know, and there's a lot of hype in town over Sarah Hall trying to go for the American record in Chicago. 
for sure. And I also think that, you know, when you're doing big things on an even bigger stage, it just makes it more of a spectacle, you know? And so I think that would have gotten more attention too. I think Houston, outside of the running community, I didn't even think in, in the much of the running community, I don't think people are like, oh yeah, January, Houston, that's a big race. You know, I don't think people, a lot of people are thinking that. Um, even like a few years ago, I wouldn't have really put that together. But I mean, uh, with its time during the year, especially anytime that there's like uh, marathon trials coming up. Um, and I just think that like, there's always really good talent that goes there. And I think that, you know, outside of a small subset of the running community, a lot of people are, don't realizing it. And I think even I don't really fully appreciate like just how much um, prestigious race has. So, you know, hopefully this will start helping it get that attention that it deserves and maybe hopefully some better commentating too. Frank says, was Hall wearing Metaspeed Skies? I believe so. I was just looking at some photos today and it looks like she was wearing the Tokyo edition. Like there's a new one. I mean, it's not new, but there's a different color. It's like sunburst or something like that. It's red and yellow, but she had the red, like the original ones, um, which have the word Tokyo on the back. So like, you know, I mean, she's had prototypes, uh, which she wore in London, you know, and she's could probably have any Asics shoe that she wants, but she went with the Tokyo edition Metaspeed Sky. So, yeah. Bart Osh says, yo, what's going on from Poland? Two more days of COVID isolation. I can go out again. Well, hopefully everything's all recovered. You're feeling great. And the two days will go by fast. Good to see you, Bart. Uh, Frank says, Demano was in alphas. I don't remember other alphas winning a big one recently. I was surprised by that too. I was like, oh, she did an alpha flies? Amazing. You know? I mean, you know, Galen Rupp won the marathon trials in alpha flies. So, I mean, it's not like unheard of to go fast in them. Um, but I just feel like right now in 2022, everyone's like, you know, if you really want to go fast in a marathon or if you're going to race a half marathon, you got to be in the next percents. Um, but she likes those alpha flies. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really recall alpha flies being on the podium because, you know, I, people like Ben Johnson will put those posters together like after a race and you just put like the sh you see the shoes from the men and the women. Like what did everyone wear uh, that came in first, second and third? You don't see a lot of alpha flies anymore. I don't know. Cody says when it comes to the marketing of athletes, other brands have to catch up with Nike. Um, more of an online social media presence will be beneficial to them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like you're, you're, I mean, you're making an investment in the athlete, right, by sponsoring them. So, like, you should, you know, help them. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like they're like, well, how come you didn't market yourself? It's like, no, Serena Williams doesn't pay for her own billboards. Nike does that, you know? So, like, I feel like they should, you know, make a big deal of it. I mean, I, I mean, can you imagine if there's like a... I can't like I can't imagine, for example, like even we were talking about. I mean, we're even talking about Nike here, but like in like big running cities, like imagine in Chicago if it was, or in Houston, like if Nike put up like a, a billboard, like a like an actual physical billboard of Kira D'Amato and like saying like congratulations on breaking the American record here, that that would seem really weird. I'm like, whoa, they did that. I don't, I wouldn't have expected to see a runner on a billboard like that. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, I think that'd be great, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a marketing person, I guess. Mm. 
And as this here says, hi, Kapuzin, everybody. Just in from a zone two trail run with Pip. Happy to get in a run after this morning's migraine. Wow. I was just listening to someone else talking about how they get used to get migraines a lot on a podcast. Um, I don't think I've ever had migraines, but I like the way people talk about them. It seems very interfering with one's life. So hopefully that's not a regular thing for Ennis. And I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. Steve is here in six at Houston zone. Frank Laura. I didn't know Frank was from Houston. Um, it was the fastest American in his marathon debut with a two eleven. You know what? Frank Laura wore the new ultra uh, carbon plated shoes. I think, or they call it the vanish and also did Cal Neff. So um, who was the pacer for Kira D'Amato? He also paced Sarah Hall in Chicago. He was wearing that shoe too. So like, I definitely <laughs> want to try that shoe. I mean, 211 for a debut marathon. That's pretty good. That's really good. So, I mean, very, very exciting. I mean, that on running team, like, uh, who was it? Um, someone had tweeted that like the on roots running team has the best marathon program in the country right now. And I was like, oh, you might be right. Might be right. Mm. And it says about the Phoenix seven, he started dropping hints to his wife about the Phoenix seven. There you go. That's how you got to do it. You're like, Oh, Hey, I just saw this new thing. Phoenix seven. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. Kurt C says going to throw out a note there for Cinda get a booty right behind Rory as well at 10109 I think in his first half plus ran real well in that 5k in New York City. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm a big Sydney fan. Um I was I've always been rooting for him. You know, you would see him in those 10 man videos and you're like, "Oh, who's that guy?" And you're just like, "I don't need to we need to hear more from that guy." And he's just putting up these giant numbers. So, it's good to see him doing really well with with uh with the new program. I think he's been there for like 5 months now. But yeah. Mm, Rob Vince Spallon, good to see you again. Rob says, hey, Mike, felt un under the weather today. Did a COVID test, tested negative. So what did I do? I ran anyway. There you go. Thanks for continuing to inspire. Well, good, Rob. Hopefully you're feeling better now. Um, and hopefully you'll, uh, if you do need to test again later, hopefully it'll still be, be negative. So glad you were able to get out there and get, uh, get in that run. Good job. Shy Shuffle Runner says, so cool, will you be running the F3 half this year? I don't, I don't, I'm not signed up for it and I don't know when it is, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, cause I have a half marathon coming up if we still go to Florida, which will be at the end of the month. Um, I, I think that, I don't know if it's the same day. I, I don't think it is. I think the F3 half marathons this weekend, but the, the weekend after that is when we're supposed to go to Florida. But I don't know. Every time I think like, all right, maybe it's safe to go to Florida. Florida goes out of its way to be like, oh, I don't know if it's a good time to go to Florida. But my in-laws are there and we're just going to stay with where, where they are, the place they rented for the for the winter. So yeah, I think it'd be nice if we can make it down there. Tim Trenholm says, like, I wonder if people are scared that the Alpha Phi pod burst so they don't want to risk it in their big A races. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Megan Murray, uh, Megan J. Murray, I believe in the run, she's popped one before. 
And I've heard of like a handful of other people popping them, but like, does that happen a lot? I think did Ben Parks pop his in his? I think he did it in his, uh, in his uh, Zoom. What are they? What were they called? Tempo Nexts. He had a pair of Tempo Nexts and he popped one, didn't he? I think that's it. So I think those are like the only two people that I can think of that have popped one of those pods. But I guess like you know, if it's something to worry about, you know, you want one less thing to worry about. I don't know. Um, running in pizza says, did Under Armour just give up on the running market like Puma did before 2020? And someone else did ask the question if I'm going to be doing any more Under Armour stuff. And I, I forgot. I, I, I missed that one. Um, so I don't know if that was you running in pizza, but um, to address kind of that too. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I would love to see more um, like focus from Under Armour. I like the flow velocity win. I still have it in my closet. I would like to put more miles into it. Um, I just end up never getting around to it because <laughs> uh, it's exciting, but I guess maybe not that exciting of a shoe. So like, I don't know. That shoe is good. I like it. It was $160. And I was like, I don't know if it's a $160 shoe. That being said, I think 20, uh, 2022 is going to be the year of the $160 shoe. I think every shoe is going to be $160. So just buckle up, get ready for that. Um, but like, other than that, like there are, their apparel is still really good. It's some of the best looking winter running apparel out there. I just don't feel like Under Armour is really like, I mean, I don't know. Like does Under Armour need to be in the running shoe market if they make really great running clothes? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like how, I wonder what the numbers are like. Like, I mean, I don't need to know like the specifics, but I'm like, in comparison to like apparel sales, what are their, for, for like, in the running segment, like what are their shoe sales like? I mean, I don't know. There's some areas where I go and I'm like, everyone's got Under Armour shoes on. And then other areas, like in Chicago, I don't really, even though there's an Under Armour flagship here, I don't really see a lot of Under Armour shoes. But I think it's a, kind of depends on where you go. When I go to the gym, I see a lot of Under Armour shoes. On the lakefront path, I don't see a lot of Under Armour shoes. I'm not saying I see zero, but I don't see that many. So I don't know. Mm. Lucas H says, anyone running the LA Marathon? You can register for the March 2022 race, but all the event details are for the November 2021 race. Seems really weird. I wonder if they're not sure if they're going to have it or not. Yeah. Someone else was saying that, oh, was it for the Milwaukee Marathon? It's like in less than 90 days and they still don't have like sign up available for it yet. Yeah. Tracy Smith says, I just raced in Florida. We were worried as well, but all was okay. So we were able to eat outside every meal. Yeah. I mean, we're not planning on like going out to eat dinners and stuff. If we do get, I mean, get food that we don't cook ourselves, well, like we're not going to go to a restaurant. Um, we'll just eat it back at the, the condo with grandma and grandpa you know so like i once we get there i think we'll be relatively okay and then it's just getting i mean you know flying right now i don't know here's the thing oh, my wife keeps asking me and she's like what do you think are we gonna be able to go next week and i'm like ah you know i'm not really a public health official i'm going off my gut in the same tv shows that you watch you know so i'm like oh we got to figure something out but i guess we got to make a decision you know and Chris Dyke says, you know, if I go down, I got to pay Mark Chancoco for his first sub 90 in Florida. 
Well, that, yeah, I mean, if I'm there for sure, because that's about what I'm going to be going after too, because I'm like, I'm not sure what kind of shape I'm in. Uh, I'm trying to get myself back into race shape, but um, I mean, aerobic fitness is, you know, there, the miles are in the legs, but like just being able to hurt for 90 minutes straight, like, it's a different kind of fitness. So yeah, we'll definitely run with Mark if we're, if I'm down there. Um, all right. Affluent Journey says, finally got a cortisone shot in the knee two days ago. Made it 4.78 miles today before the knee got tight and quit at five before the sharp pains would normally come on. Well, that, I think that's a smart way to do it. Hopefully it continues to help. Um, and I think, you know, like trying to shut it down before, like there's like a major issue, like a bigger issue, you know, I think that's going to help it. You know, if you kind of like keep it under that, like certain pain threshold, that means like, you know, that should be enough to, I mean, depending on what's going on in the knee, hopefully that's enough to let it continue to, uh, to, to progress. Mika says, uh, my next summer's race shoe choice seems to be pretty 2020 as I picked up a couple of pairs of alpha flies and a pair of endorphin pros from sales. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is there going to be an update to the alpha fly this year or not? Cause otherwise I'm like, people should just buy regular alpha flies. And when next percents go on sale, I'm like, the next percent went on sale. I never thought I would see that. I'm like, just buy them up. They're great shoes. You know, so, I don't know. and the endorphin pro as well. I really had a good run in mine last week. And I'm like, oh man, this shoe's really good. You know, like, not that I didn't know that before, but I'm like, I just reminded. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, have we reached peak super shoe? I don't know. Mm, Kurt says, I just listened to two guys that left Under Armour to create Speedland on Dylan Bowman's podcast the other day. Oh, I didn't know they were on there. I'll have to check that out. Oh, and Rain Runner says, I like the blue Enzo ring. Yeah, you know, I just got this one because my regular ring, my hands have changed shape since I got married. And like the ring kept like falling off. Like I've lost, it's just like, just walking around like gravity would just slip the finger off, the ring off the finger. And I was like, I, I can't. I can't lose that. So I have it like in a safe location now. And I got this little end summer. It's like this little silicone thing. It, um, it's like stretchier and it's like basically just like this little kind of feels like a rubber band. Um, but, um, I was talking to my wife about it and I was like, um, I think I should get one of these like other rings just so that way, um, I don't lose our wedding ring. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm thinking about getting these from like this company. And so she's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm also thinking about getting a Star Wars one. And she was like, that's acceptable. So it's a little R2-D2 ring. It's like R2-D2 is engraved on the side. <laughs> but it's fitting because when our exit music for when my wife and I got married was um, like the trumpet voluntary at the end of A New Hope. So like, you know, full circle. It's okay. My wife has been very patient from the beginning. <laughs> oh, HBC San Antonio says, speaking of the gym, our family climbs too. Every runner would benefit from light climbing, by his opinion. You know, it works for um, Hobbs Kessler. Hobbs Kessler uh, is a, an avid climber as well. And he, he mentioned in an, I don't know if it was an inter interview with Chris Chavez or not, but I remember listening to a talk in an interview saying like, 
there was a point where he was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to try to become a professional rock climber. And he's like, ah, maybe I guess I'll try running for a little more instead. And so like, there was definitely like a fork in the road where he was like, could have decided to go another way. Um, so he, but he, he does really like rock climbing as well. I think about that every time I go to the gym. Um, but also I'll tell you what, when I go rock climbing, that place makes me feel old every single time I go. Cause everyone there is super, super young. It feels like, I mean, I go with my kids and I go like in the afternoons during the week. Um, and so I feel like that's, you know, like before like quitting time or before the end of like the business day, it's not really going to be a lot of adults, but, um, and that's probably part of it. But like every time I go, I just feel like there's children everywhere. Even the adults <laughs> like children. And I just feel like this old guy that like likes to just waits around and climbs the easiest routes. And that's all I do. I'm okay with that. I think at some point, you know, maybe as I get better at it, I will feel inclined to challenge myself more. But for right now, I'm like, I don't know. I don't really need to be all that challenged. I'm having a lot of fun just climbing routes that I'm very capable of climbing. That's, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, every time I get on a route that's harder, I'm like, why is this so hard? This is not as fun when it's this difficult. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. All right. Max Machine says, ran my seventh Houston on Sunday. Really wanted to break four hours. Came in at 413. Wheels came off at mile 23. He's already signed up for next year. It'll be 63. Awesome. And thanks for all your good advice along the way. Well, congratulations on the seventh uh, Houston marathon. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Wheels came off at 20. For me, when I ran Houston two years ago, my wheels came off a lot earlier than that. Let me tell you what. So uh, I think I was probably mentally, I started freaking out about mile 10 and then probably about mile 16. I was like, this is not going to be a good day. So I had, I had a really tough day about it. I had a really tough day out there. So for our people that run well in Houston, I'm like, good on you. Good on you. Mm. Time Matt says, I wonder if Adidas is ever going to reformulate boost to make it more in line with current foams of the type. I don't even think that they need to reformulate it. I just think they need to shape it. I think that like the, the engineers at Adidas should just go buy a Triumph 19 and like look at it a little bit closer maybe and then try to figure out why is this so great as a max cushion shoe when the Ultra Boost is not. And I think ultimately like it's, it's the way that Adidas is intentionally trying to use it that makes it feel less exciting. You know? I don't know. Um, because I do like the the trail shoe that I'll run in, the Terex Agravic, that upper has some major issues, but like the boost and light strike together in that trail shoe is really nice. And it makes me think, oh, why can't they make this with a knit upper and instead of trail lugs, put continental rubber on the outside and make that the ultra boost? That would be a great, I feel like that would be a pretty good shoe. So like it's just, I think there there it's a like the things that we want Adidas to do with Boost is a direction that Adidas won't go with Boost I think at this point. I I mean it doesn't make sense to me but I'm guessing they're like we can either make all these like quirky runners happy and make a little money or we can do what we've been doing and make a ton of money. So like I'm not going to disagree with them but it's you know I don't think I'm going to review the Ultra Boost this year. 
Uh, Cody says, my sister just started running and she wants to be a runner instead of a run walker. Any idea how I can help her with that? Um, help her focus on um, number of days running per week versus amount of time at each session or speed, right? So I feel like try to remove all the obstacles for her that you can, right? So like, what are the things that discourage a lot of runners, you know, um, is like, uh, they feel like they're not fast enough. They're not doing it like everyone else, you know, and just reminder that everyone goes through that same journey um, and, and has had those moments, you know? And so like everything that she's going through is normal and that she should zoom out one level if she's ever getting discouraged and um, think about it in terms of like the weeks, not the, any single day. But other than that, like if she wants to be able to, you know, from a tactical perspective within each one run itself, um, I would say just have her slow down a lot, right? Until she gets comfortable with, you know, 20 minutes just running, 10 minutes just running versus maybe like two minutes on, one minute off, you know, one and then walk. Um, get her to that five minutes uninterrupted, 10 minutes uninterrupted, you know, and say like, look, even if it just feels like you're shuffling your feet, let's get to the five minutes first, easy. And then if you feel like that feet shuffle was too easy, then we'll make it longer next time, you know? And so you could do it like kind of really small baby steps, but always keeping in mind that like, you know, if you take a new runner and even someone that's been run walking for a long time and they're trying to transition to just running, um, if you take someone in that position and then really work them hard, so that they're so sore that they can't run for three, four days. I don't think that's a good thing. Not in the early phases, you know, um, because you always want to make it so that they can maintain a consistency and start building those habits. So those are some things that I would think about. Rainrunner says, uh, had that happen too with my rings. And so it's great because they're affordable. You can always get a new one if it stretches out or whatever. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's pretty nice about it. Um, I'm trying to think about what I want to do with the regular, with like the actual wedding ring, though. I think maybe like m like mounted in a box or something, so I could still have it displayed rather like than in a closet or something. I don't know. I I, I thought about you know my my sister in law was a jewel worked at a jewelry store. And um, she's like, well, we can get that resized for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The moment like I cut material out of this ring and make it smaller is like, then I'll like get like a horrible injury and I won't be able to run. And then I'll like be back to a bigger size and then uh, the ring won't fit again, you know? So I'm just like, I'm like, it's a weird superstitious thing. So I'm like, this is, this is the way. Because <laughs> you're using the Enzo ring as your wedding ring. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to have no ring. Um, but I can't keep wearing my regular wedding ring. So it's like, you know, it's it's in the the wedding ring spot. Um, but it isn't the wedding ring. You know. Dr. Funk1216 says, my next big race is the Chicago Marathon. How likely is a good weather day for that race? Uh, you know. I, I always say it's either really hot or really cold. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, I think, trying to think of when it was like the last good weather day maybe it was 2018 it was a good weather day was 2019 ago no 2019 was a little bit windy um although overall i think it wasn't too bad um so 2019 was pretty good uh it was on the chilly side 2018 was a great weather day in my opinion 
but it rained for like the first hour before the race, you know, so everyone was like really worried about it. And then it did get a little humid, but I think it was still good running conditions. Last year was hot. It's been hot a couple of times. It's been really cold a couple of times too. So um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, it's a really great course, let's say. <laughs> um, but how likely is it a good weather day? Yeah, I don't usually think of like, you know, people say like CIM is a great race because you always get good weather. I don't think you could say that for Chicago. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to scroll down. I'm really far far behind you guys. Uh, all right, we're doing really good today. We got 83 people here in the live stream, so I feel like a lot of people have made it over. Good to see you guys. Kurt says, talking about like real runners or people that are like getting new into it. She said, he says, yeah, I had a chat with a friend's wife the other day and she was like, well, I'm a slow and I'm not a real runner. And I said, slow doesn't matter. Are you out there? You're running? Then you are a runner. Yeah. You know what? There's um, a TikTok account that I follow and she, her TikTok account is like a regular like name, not her. I don't think it's like her like full name, but it's like a regular person. Like it's just like a regular, like, oh, this sounds like a username. But like, um, Whenever she makes like a running TikTok, she's like 12 plus minute mile runner here. And she's like, here's my outfit for today. Um, because which TikTok is a weird place. So like there's there's videos like that. Um and so uh yeah, there's lots of people that are out there running whatever pace they want to run and just enjoying it. That's all that matters, you know. I mean, none of us are gonna none of us are out here winning races. So it's not like, you know, it's like there's it's not a con it's not a contest. You know, we're all just out here. Uh, Rainrunner says, was it Miss Space Cadet? She's hilarious. No, it wasn't her. Um, but I do like Mrs. Space Cadet. I got to meet her in person when in Austin. She's really nice. She's the exact same person um, in real life as she is on, on TikTok. So it's super cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that I can do something with her at some point in the near future. I think she's running Chicago. So... Um, so hopefully I'll get to see her when she comes into town. Um, time at says, why does it seem that all runs like marathons and ultras get more love than five K's and 10 K's? Um, I think it's because they're longer, you know, there's something about the marathon too, that like has a mystique to it. I think, um, that, you know, we were talking about the other day in the live stream where you know, like, we need to rename the half marathon. We got to name it something else. And I think the answer to that is just that for that, well, the 20K needs to become more common. I mean, there's a 20K US championships. So like, why can't like, why aren't there more 20K races? I think there should also be more 10K races. But I think that like, it's very easy for organizers to put on a 5K race. It's also very easy to convince people to sign up for a 5K race. I think that once you get to like a 10K, then like people are a little bit more like, oh, it seems long. I don't know if I want to do that. And then like something that I frequently say is like, yeah, 10 K is a weird race because, you know, I'm not going to taper for it. And, but anytime I'm in real good shape to race a 10 K, I'm probably training for something else and I don't want to race a 10 K on the weekend. So, I mean, maybe that's what it is, but um, yeah, I think that hopefully that'll change. I think that there um, is potential for that to change in terms of not that one should get more attention than the other, but I think that like, maybe we can get more attention to 5k road races and 10k road races 
uh, especially now that there's going to be shoes more specifically designed towards them. Not to say that like they're not popular because the shoes weren't there, but I mean, I feel like if brands are paying more attention to them and if more people are paying attention to running generally, then hopefully some very um, smart like sports broadcasters will realize, look at all these people that tune in for these marathons. There's 10 Ks like every other week. Maybe we can start filming some more of these 10 Ks or broadcasting some of these 10, you know? So hopefully that that'll change. But I think, you know, there's a different kind of like story and kind of like fanfare to marathons and ultras because they're longer events. Dr. Funk 1216 says, it's okay to run slow. I do my usually easy runs at 9.30 to 10.30 per mile, and my half marathon pace is seven minutes per mile. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends on how tired tired I am. Like early on in the training block, my easy runs are a little bit faster, but I run them at like the same heart rate level. Um, but towards the end of a marathon block, when I'm like, my legs are like feeling a little fatigued from all the workouts and all the miles, you know, I'm right there, 9.15s, 9.30s. You look forward to them. You know, uh, Eric the Red says, I have a lifelong runner friend who can run 30 miles, no issue, but refuses to run a formal marathon because I don't run races I can't win. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, they must have been a competitive runner earlier in life. Um, so uh, speaking of that, and may maybe, maybe this all comes full circle. So there's an account that I follow on TikTok and this woman, I think she competes, comp I don't know who she is, but she has a great TikTok account. I think she competes competitively in some of like the, um, uh, what is it, Spartan races, something like that, like obstacle course racing or ultra. I'm not sure exactly what she competes in. Um, but she was, telling, she was telling the story about how she's seen this guy at the track a couple of times. And he's always there and he'll run really long periods of time. Like the entire time I'm there for like a workout, my warm up, my workout, my cool down. This guy's just there doing laps over and over and over again, like every time I go. And so she's like, so flyby on Strava put me like right next to him one time. And so I looked him up and she's like, and this guy's doing like hundred mile weeks, all of his mileage on the track. And she's like, I looked this guy up. He's done like two races on ultra sign up like decades ago and he hasn't like raced since at least per ultra sign up. And she's like, I'm trying, I can't figure out what this guy's story is. So I comment and I'm like, you need to go talk to this guy. You know where he's going to be. Like, just go ask him some questions. And that comment got like, like 900 likes, just the comment. And so now she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go find out who that guy is. I wonder if it's Eric's friend. <laughs> so if Eric, if someone, if, if, the, if that friend of yours just got contacted online um, by a writer for Outside Magazine, then we're talking about the same person. <laughs> uh, Time out says, I, OMG, I saw that post. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Frank says, that guy just might like to eat whatever he wants. <laughs> that could be it. It could be it. Like, I mean, and maybe, I mean, I think that maybe the guy just loves running. Maybe he just got some, maybe he's like me. He just likes to listen to his audiobooks. Doesn't care where he's at loves the soft surface of the track. Maybe the person has bathroom issues and just needs to be close to a porta potty. You know, who knows? It could be a lot of things, but I don't know. But I feel like there's more detail that needs to be there. Like, cause like the last, she's like the final straw, like the 
the topper for that post that she made was like one day he did on the track a hundred miles on the track one go i mean i'm sure he took breaks but like a hundred mile day on the track and she's like what is this and i'm like i want to know what this is let's talk to this guy so like go find him so hopefully hopefully we'll hopefully we'll figure out like um hopefully we'll figure out where where this guy is racing if he's racing at all or maybe he's like eric's friend doesn't want to race if he's not going to win <laughs> uh thomasville says the dude sounds old school yeah i mean i also feel like a guy like like if a guy like that who doesn't race or maybe if he does maybe he just does a lot of pacing for people and so he's not signed up for these races or whatever but like maybe like that guy also doesn't seem like the guy that would post all his workouts to strava so that's the, that's where that's where the disconnect is from my mind, right? Like the three weird facts. Um, the high mileage isn't that weird a fact, but the high mileage all like almost solely on a track. No races, but still posts regularly to Strava. Like it just there's some it's dissonant. I don't, and it's just like make I, I, I think there's a story. <laughs> um. Eric says the person, uh, his friend is very competitive and it's not for lack of wanting to engage in competitive events. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're too competitive and they get fiery. If they don't, they don't win. I love it. I love it, Eric. Yeah. Frank says there's a lot of people who just run the same route every single time. Do not understand. I run pretty much the same route every day. Sometimes I run the longer one. Sometimes I run the shorter one. I've been changing it up a little bit lately because, uh, there's a lot of ice on the Oak street curve. So like the police barriers are out and stuff. Once it gets covered in snow, I'll just run right through that area. But for now it's really icy. Um, so I've been turning it around and adjusting my route. I mean, it's the same route, but some days I do a workout. Some days I do an easy run. So, yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. Mika says maybe he's running solely track ultras. I've been looking at a 24 hour track ultra that's running locally next spring. Yeah. Would that, I guess that would, that wouldn't be on ultra sign up though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess the assumption there is that ultra sign up would capture all of his running history. I guess that's not necessarily true, but I feel like a lot of races are on ultra sign up. So I don't know. Dr. Fung 1216 says, sometimes when I get a little frisky, I do my route the other direction. My route's an out and back, so there's no <laughs> there's no other direction. But like, I'll tell you what, there are some of the routes in Iowa at my in-laws house. I've never done them the other direction. I only run them in like the one direction. I don't know why. There was one time that I did run it the other way, my regular like New Vienna loop. It's like five and a quarter miles. I ran it the other way and I was like, this is so weird. I don't like this at all. This route's terrible. And then from then on, I kept doing it the counterclockwise way. I don't, I, I'm just so, I guess I'm just so ingrained to it. I don't know. All right. I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. I'm going to get going soon. Um, tomorrow we'll have a live stream. Same time as today. Uh, it'll be happy hour. So bring your recovery beverage of choice. And then tomorrow's video is going to be the Triumph 19 after 100 miles. Finally got that shoot to the 100 mile mark. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the video. And, uh, and then it'll be live stream time. So until I see you again, everybody, be safe out there. Thanks.